Well, good morning again, and Merry Christmas. Blessed Christmas. This is a great day. And uh, we're looking forward to spending time with family in the next couple, three days or so with my family and other people, other families that are coming together. What, a, what an opportunity. Again, um, comes by so quickly and here and over before you know it. So we take advantage and we are enjoying uh, this time of the year. Hard to believe that we're ending up with 2022. Going to start learning how to write 2023. How many have trouble sometimes? You're used to get to the new year and boy, it takes a while to adjust, but we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. So the title of the today's message is The Perfect Came to the Imperfect. We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the scriptures. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, 1 through 15. We're not going to read every verse, but we're going to pull from there some of the thoughts that I'm thinking today. How many know that life here is not perfect? Come on. Yeah, we know. How many want it to be perfect? Some of you now are saying, I don't want to say I want it to be perfect because I know it can't be perfect. Is that what you're thinking? So you don't want to get in that trap. So perfection is only with God. Only God is perfect. Only God is completely perfect. And he came down to this world, which is so imperfect. And thinking about this whole major scene and the scripture that talks about when Mary in Luke's Gospel chapter 1, when it came time for her to give birth, they were at a place, they were supposed to register, they were, there was people everywhere and every place where they could have maybe stayed, pretty nice place, was filled up. You ever been on vacation and trying to find some place, and because of the event that was in town, every place was full. I think some of you probably slept in your vehicles before, I'm thinking, maybe. Huh? Not as convenient, but you got it by. You may do. And that's exactly what Mary and Joseph and Jesus, as he came into this earth, into this world, he made do. Because he knows it's only going to be for a temporary time. You know, that was only going to be for a season. And so as it is, we think about this life, how quickly life goes by, and we realize what in the world is, what am I really wanting? What am I really here for? What, am I, what is my purpose? What is this whole deal about having peace? What is the whole deal about having everything so perfect? And oh, at Christmas time, it's so, it's so hard, we're so busy, we want everything just to be perfect, don't we? Right? The table's going to be perfect. The decoration's going to be perfect. Everything's perfect. perfect. It's not going to happen. Hello? Something's going to go wrong. How many have ever had a, a, something in the oven and, oh, boy, something went wrong? Something failed. And that's life. How many know that life is full of unexpectedness? No one plans to run off the road. Yesterday, I'm driving my little car, minding my own business, coming into my driveway, and I was probably going just maybe a little bit too too fast. 
foot on the brake and oh, you don't have that brake thing that, you know, it kind of helps you surge. I just kind of plumped into a snowbank. Didn't hurt anything but my pride. So I, oh, luckily got it, didn't, you know, it was no problem to throw it in reverse and back out of there. Hopefully nobody's seen me. Hopefully nobody recognized it. Have you ever fell down? I mean, just flat. I did it this week. I stumbled over an extension cord that was buried in the snow, and it just like it took my feet and just pulled them right from out, and down I went. I looked up and hoped nobody seen me. You know, that's, that's our life. That's our world. We do things. We, things happen imperfect. We are imperfect. We are far from being what we want to be. A lot of times we beat ourselves up because we're not like we want to be. Hello. We want to be in a certain way, but the, it was the way it was. It was, it is, we hear this, it is what it is. And so the Mary and the Joseph, they're there and they're, they're making the best of the situation. They were registering. They were being good citizens. They were paying their taxes. They were going about being a good person. And stuff was happening. And there were people talking about them and wondering why there was a baby on the way and they were only engaged and on and on, all kinds of things Joseph might have heard because of the situation that he was placed in. Yet he remained faithful to the God. God visited Joseph and said, it's okay. You stick with it. You stay with the stuff. And so as she gave birth, verse 7, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, she gave birth to firstborn. She wrapped in cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the end. The manger was not a perfect situation, but it was available. It was there. And it made do. It was available. It was a place. At least there was a place. At least there was something. At least there was as it, you know, probably some smells, probably some unpleasantness, but it was far beyond what we could imagine that was going to happen. It was far beyond Joseph and Mary's mindset of what was going to become of this child. They were still pondering. Mary pondered these thoughts as the angel announced to her what was going to happen, and she was blown away by the fact that she was going to be used by God to bear a son. That would be the, the, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so Jesus comes into this life. Jesus lowered himself, being perfect, lowered himself to the imperfection of this life. The Bible says that he became poor so that we can be rich. He became poor. He understands the poor. He understands to be without much or without having much. And he understands what it means to be lonely. He understands what it means to be ridiculed and misunderstood. 
and this life and relationships so often can be imperfect. Hey, guess what? If you're looking for a perfect relationship, not going to happen. If you're looking for a perfect church, it's not going to happen. If you're working for the perfect job, probably become close. But here's the deal. Because people are born with a selfish sin nature, right? There's all kinds of stuff. That's hurting people because people often live self-centered, selfishly, until they understand really what Jesus meant when he came to this earth and gave his life a ransom. He left the, the heaven above, and the Bible says in Philippians that he lowered himself, that he humbled himself. He had an attitude of humility. He didn't say, well, oh, man, I have to go down there. Isn't there any other way? No, he had it in his heart. Although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality. Now, what does that mean? He did not take advantage of what he had. With God, he didn't, he didn't oh, abuse his power, abuse it to get gain for himself. But he realized there are, there are many people who will need my sacrifice. That's the only way that we can really be forgiven. And I'm so thankful today that he gave his whole Self, and it came to the cross. Some might think the cradle was a foreshadow, possibly. The swaddling, the cloths representing the grave clothes, the shadow of what was going to come, the manger uh, shadow of what was going to come in the, in the tomb that Jesus was laid in later after he was crucified, but he didn't stay there. Hallelujah. He didn't stay in the tomb. And he didn't stay in the manger. And he grew up. And he became a young man. And he became an, a, an older, younger man. And in his around 30 years of age, he began to go out and minister by the help of the Holy Spirit that led him, that led him to many people that he would open their eyes, the blind and the sick were healed. He would uh, set free people from demonic spirits. He would bring healing to lostness and outcasts and leprosy and all these things. And he understood imperfection. He understood that you and I could not live good enough, that we cannot ever try to outweigh our bad with good things. That's not how it works. We can never live good enough. But Jesus came so that we could be received. I'm so glad. So, now, there was an excitement. Something also else that happened in this passage were some ordinary folks, shepherds. They were a common people. Uh, shepherding was a common work 
uh, taking care of sheep, of animals. It was, it was a living, right? It wasn't, there wasn't any extra there. But a true shepherd would stay with their sheep even through night, through the night. And they would know their sheep. And Jesus also was known as a great shepherd and the true shepherd. But this story, these shepherds were startled. Can you imagine just minding your own business? And all of a sudden, the whole sky lights up and it's dark. And all of a sudden, this host of angels are singing. All of a sudden, there's a voice. And as Scripture says, they were terribly frightened. They were blown away. They were like, whoa, what's happening? What, what's going on? Is the world coming to an end? You know, this is just probably thoughts that were going through their mind. We will have moments when we may be afraid, but we need to look. And as this story turns out, the voice came, I bring you good news, verse 10. The angel says, don't be afraid. Oftentimes, the Lord says to us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Fear often is something the enemy wants to put on us to stop us going forward for him or stop us from stepping out and believing God for what he's called us to do. Fear. Fear of what people will think of me. Fear, 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 fear. But God, what does he say? Drives out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So now the, 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 the shepherds are just, what in the world is going on? Until they understood, as the angels spoke, that today in the city of David, verse 11, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Something happened. He gave them a sign. There will be a sign for you. It will be baby wrapped uh, in cloths and lying in a manger, verse 12. And then suddenly the whole host of angels, the choir shows up from heaven, at least part of them. The whole choir is there, and you can just like, ah, for just one minute. Wow. Wow. Something happened to these shepherds. Later we read, further down in the passage, and all who heard it wondered at the things which were told by them, by the shepherds. In verse 20 it says, the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as it had been told. When they went and saw baby Jesus, there, just like the angels said it was going to be, something clicked in their heart. Something began to ignite in their spirit that he is the God. He is the true one. He is the one. He is the Lord. He is the Savior. Yes, he is the Christ. Christ meaning the anointed one. The anointed one. And all through Jesus growing up, he remained God. At the same time, he had human, human body. But he did not yield to the temptation. He's been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, but yet he understands 
imperfect man and woman. He understands pain. He understands the brokenness. He understands life when there are setbacks that we cannot explain. We don't have always the answer for Yet we know that Jesus someday will help us understand that when he comes back again, when he calls us home, that we will understand the bigger picture. As they went to see this one, this true God, laying in the manger, it would not be only but for a short season. And then they left that place, and they went back home. See, oftentimes, life has to continue on in spite of crisis. Sometimes we, we want to stay on the mountain with God. Man, we want, to be, we want to have the perfect now. And God says, go back home and go back to work. You need to go back to work. You need to be back with your family. You need to be, go back and tell the good news, spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Jesus left this earth after his resurrection, he said, go into all the world. This is the assignment. Go back and talk to your friends, your family, and your your place where you live, and your place where you work, and then go into all the world, support missions, support people that are going out into various places. Life begins to take on a whole different dimension when we understand what Jesus meant. When we understand what Jesus, why he came to this earth, to give himself for us. Mary was an exceptional person. If you think about it, Mary was an exceptional person. You see her in her humility, willingness, not to question God. And that she had questions. He wondered why and how all this is going to take place. But she still remained faithful. And she pondered these things. She thought about these things. And yet in this life, we will have questions. We will wonder why. We will we'll drive ourselves sometimes crazy wondering why. And God will say, someday, not yet. I will, I will reveal to you later. The secret things belong to me, Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to God, but the things he's revealed to us belong to us. God has revealed to us enough by which it requires faith. It takes faith to believe in this story. It takes faith to believe in one who has come and walked in this life. It takes faith to believe what God has said in his word. It takes faith. Believing it begins to start our journey. Our journey starts with a simple faith Okay, if you are the true God, I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe you. I'm going to start to to walk with you. I'm going to start to talk and to listen and to read. And I'm going to start to just look at my life in in a different way. 
our real need, our most greatest need today is to have Jesus and be in right relationship. Allow Jesus to be the one who wants to come and dwell in you by his spirit that wants to fill you, that wants to give you a newness of life, that wants to open your ears and open your eyes to an eternal home that awaits. We are so blessed to have a part in the entire picture. These shepherds went back glorifying, praising God for all that they had heard, verse 20, and seen, and just as he had told them, and they went on with their life, they went on with their work, they went back talking about you can't keep quiet when the things of God are stirring in your heart. You can't just hold them in. Jesus said it this way, let your light so shine that you may demonstrate to the world who Jesus is. Oftentimes our light is in need of a little encouragement, a little extra charge, so to speak, a little boost, a little more. Um, yeah, I told the folks last night I had a little lamp on my head the other night, and my goodness, uh, it was early in the morning, actually, and I was trying to get some things started, and a lamp, the light was dim and dim and cold. It was cold, but it was dimmer and dimmer. i got to go find some AAA batteries. This is ridiculous. You know, I was fortunate enough to find them in a drawer, and, you know, the way, of, oh, my goodness, the difference it makes, the light. And that light of Jesus has come to this world to open, to expose, to bring healing, to bring newness of life, to bring hope, to bring forgiveness, light, to get rid of depression, to get rid of fear, What better way to live than to live with an understanding that there is a future with Jesus. There's a future. There's eternal life. Right now, it's not, it's not heaven. This is not heaven. We, we want heaven now, don't we? But we don't want to die yet. I don't know. Not yet. But whenever the Lord is calls us, but we're never going to be good enough. So we have to place our trust in the one who is the imperfect coming to the, the, the perfect coming to the imperfect. The perfect coming to someone who is imperfect. And therefore, then I'm made perfect. Can we pray? Can we believe God for that today? Anna coming back, and just we're going to wrap up one more song, but this is a prayer. After we've talked about this, this is an opportunity now, right where you're at, right where you're seated, to just, just think about the Lord. I'm going to lead us in a prayer, but you just open your heart to the Lord. Jesus, today you are, you are who you said you are. You are the true God. You are the Christ, the anointed one. 
We believe that you are alive and well in heaven today and that you are coming back for your church. Or if we should die and we, we know that through Christ we can live again, eternal hope. I pray for each and every one today, wherever they're at in their faith, that will just step a little bit closer to you. We'll just take a little more time to acknowledge our need for you. We cry out to you, Lord. But we bring our hearts now in surrender and in complete, uh, just making you the reason for this day, Christmas. What a gift. Thank you for giving your life. Thank you for giving all. So that we could live. Thank you for becoming poor, that we could become rich. Lord, I pray that you will dwell within us as we put our faith and trust in you. Amen.